Hey, Short Porch listeners, you can find us every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. What's up? What's happening? Welcome to another edition of the Short Porch presented by Barstool Sports. I'm your host, Hubs, alongside me in Florida, Tommy Smokes, Tom Skivelli. What's going on, brother? What's up? New program today, trying out a new software, hoping it, hoping it works out. Last Sunday, it was just the two of us. It somehow did not uh, fail. And this week we're back. Yeah, we're, we this program very well could just be not recording or, I don't know, Avery could, could fuck it up somehow. It's the first time we're using it. You sounded like you are underwater the first time you, you logged on, but now we fixed it. You sound a little better. Um, what are you doing for you? Just like chilling with family? Yeah, just visiting a family. I'll be back. Quick trip went down Friday afternoon. I'll be back tomorrow morning. I used to love having family in Florida, and then they just they got old and died, so – then sucks. They didn't have a Florida house anymore, but uh, it was cool while it lasted. Uh, always like, was it Fort Lauderdale? That's where every grandparent I feel like lives. No, Port St. Lucie. It's actually the Mets spring uh, training. That's the uh, home. Ew. Yeah. How do you do that in good conscience? It's tough. I mean, yeah, it's there. It's really not like the town is painted with blue and orange, but yeah, I'd imagine. If I ever do go to Mets spring training or minor league games, I'll just heavily root against them. Okay, good. Um, Yankees. Very, I didn't realize this until after the game on Sunday, but they had they just finished a stretch where they played 19 games in 17 days. Yeah, I didn't realize that until you posted your blog. I mean, that's our because they had the doubleheader with Boston and then they had the doubleheader um, against Baltimore. Baltimore. There were no off days in between those games. I mean, they played 19 games in 17 days, all doing that without using a reliever three times in a row because they have not done that all year. And and they won 15 and four. <laughs> I mean, they just put their 20th guy in the IL. Thyro Estrada's on the IL with a hamstring, hamstring strain. And they just, they just don't care. It's 15 and four. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. I and mean, that's why, I mean, you'll get some like Twitter negativity and stuff from fans after every loss, you know, today on Twitter. Oh, what a, what a bad game. Oh, it's like cares about when you go 15 and four, like you said, in a stretch, we're playing 19 games in 17 days. No off days, double headers, injuries galore, playing, you know, some eh, little challenging teams here and there. I mean, Red Sox, Indians, so Blue Jays aren't a total lock in the park. Uh, and, you know, to just be as dominant as they were uh, during that stretch, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, and the Astros are losing too, which is great. Right. The Astros are losing. I, uh, I think they won today, but they, so they lost three or four to Oakland. Then they lost – to the White Sox. Five in a row coming into today. Yeah. Dude, I couldn't believe it. And, um, yeah, and, and just like that, the Yankees are uh, with three up in the loss column on them for the for home field. That's a nice little cushion you can build off of. When you can get games on them when they're playing the White Sox, you know, that's, that's – Right. Because, like, those are not the – I thought for a little bit, like a couple weeks ago, the Astros were just never going to lose because the Yankees were winning a ton of games in a row and weren't gaining any ground. Just a matter yeah, of time. I think they though. both have, like, eight-game winning streaks or something. Yeah. Yeah, same with Tampa. I think Tampa did the ex- Tampa, us, and Houston didn't lose for like two straight weeks. Right. Um, but then Tampa, you know, they faltered a little bit this week. Uh, so I think it's back to like a 10 game lead for them. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, they just keep, you know, they throw everything at you. They just keep coming, this team. I mean, and, and really, if you were going to get on like Sunday's loss, like they had CC Sabathia on an innings, on a, on a pitch count, you know, coming off the IL. They were never going to use him for more than like four innings, anyways. And he didn't even last that long. And then their main guys available were Nestor Cortez. No offense, Tommy, but, I mean, he's just not a premier pitcher for this team. Well, you know, teach their he's own. Not. Well, he's just not. Uh, 
and then uh, who else was and Sessa, and then at the back end of the bullpen was probably like Chad Green, Adovino, but like you didn't want to probably use Adovino too much. Uh, and it was probably just going to be mainly Chad Green. So they were very limited in what they were going to use, and they're going against Clevenger, who's one, one of the best pitchers on any given day with the ball. With the way That guy, how is it – you see how he pitches? He, like, has, like, a seizure on the mound when, like, nobody's on. He can just move around as much as he can. And then he just – I hate weird delivery. Crazy. I, yeah. I don't want – who was the guy on the – oh, Carter Caps. Remember on the Marlins who would do, like, the little hop off the mound? Yeah. he would, like, run to the mound and, like, throw it, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like yeah, like a double hop. It was like against the laws of physics, basically. Just, just throw the ball. Just come on. Let's not don't mess around. And then you got Puig. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like weird shit people did. Puig with the batting stance, like a little leaguer. No, hated Who? that. CC. Yeah. CC. CC wasn't even like CC waited a little bit, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna throw it," and he just throws a strike. Just, just like that little asshole. I, I really. I think I, I have like a real hatred towards like little league baseball players. All of a sudden, I can't fucking stand these kids. The the kids squatting, what a fucking asshole! I I already know I hate that kid's dad. That kid's dad, oh that kid, yeah. he was raised in the worst way possible. And then what was it on Friday? Uh, the fucking pitcher who high fives the guy who just took him deep. Yeah, that what was doing good. here. You want oh. to talk about like the participation dro- trophy generation or whatever? That's like example numero uno. The pussification of America to a T. I mean, that is literally disgusting. I, I compared it to, like, when we beat Britain in the Revolutionary War, you think they were there to, like, shake their hand and be like, hey, good war? You just fucking killed right. our whole army? No. Like, when someone steals your girl and then you see them at the bar, do you go up to the new guy and give him a high five? Hey, thanks yeah, for fucking my girl. Man. What? I said, like, hey, congrats, man. She's yeah, great. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, no. you don't. Do- I've had enough with sportsmanship. I'm The only line of sportsmanship I'm okay with now is if a guy's hurt and you pick him up and you, you slap him in the ass and, or, you know, you, 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 you stop play or whatever, you're, you're picking up a guy who fell. Injured players, that's fine. Sportsmanship, all for that. But enough with this shit. I even don't even like when they shake hands after games. Fuck that. I hate that. It's the most fakest yeah. thing in the world is shaking. In hockey, oh, they get, they get, you know, applauded for how classy they are and all that. Bro, when you play the games, like, you don't want to do that. You fucking hate those people. I hate sportsmanship. I'm so out on sportsmanship. Fuck that shit. Weird that baseball, at least pro baseball, is the only sport of the big four where you don't have that. I mean, even basketball, you're supposed to dap each other up. Football, obviously, everyone just runs to the middle of the field. I wonder why baseball is the one. Especially because baseball is, you know, considered to be a gentleman's game or whatever and all that old tradition in America. I'm surprised they don't have that. Yeah, it's more of, like, behind the scenes. I think, like, people will you, – you'll hear stories of, like, people going to visitors' clubhouses and, like, shaking right. – you know, shaking a hand or whatever. But Did you guys see the thing before the first pitch today where what? they passed the ball to each other and then the one kid threw the first pitch before the game today? No, I didn't see it. It was a little oh, eager. You guys have to go watch it. Yeah. It started from the outfield, and it was, like, every pitcher from every team threw the ball to each other. One kid even dropped it. And then the last kid threw the first pitch, and then he signed the ball. It was, it was hard. You gotta cut that. You gotta cut that kid who uh, who drops. I guess he, yeah. the kid who dropped. I mean, how do you drop the ball? That's insane. I didn't. I was listening to a fan. Oh no, I was listening to uh, uh, Susan and John uh, for the morning, so I actually missed the, the very beginning of that. Um, but yeah, that thinks. Uh, I'm just so out on sportsmanship. If I wish I actually could, I don't plan on becoming a father anytime soon. Um, but if I were to become a father, I would run like the, I would just have a bunch of Manny Machados on my little league team and we'd be the rebels 
and we'd be like we would break we would be the story of little of the little league world series because we'd just be fucking stepping on feet and throwing at pitchers heads we would just we would just be the rebels like fuck all sportsmanship we're just trying to we're here to win we're not here to give up home runs and be happy to be here you make it a williamsport try and fucking win the thing don't just be happier there be all like the kids in the league that the rest of the parents hate. Be like, oh man, that kid is oh, he's such a little shit. That would be yeah. just your entire team. Yeah, it's my entire goddamn team. And we throw gas and we hit bombs and we pimp them and we throw bats and we don't give a fuck about how what your feelings are like. I just, uh, I don't know. I got in a little, I got in a little mood this weekend with little leaguers. I've, I've had it up to here with them. Uh, back to the Yankees. So obviously, fifteen and four. In uh, finally, they have a day off Monday. They're gonna have a nice day off. They 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 travel out west. They got a it was a nine-game trip uh, with Oakland, the Dodgers, and Seattle. So that's those should be interesting. Uh, you know, late-night baseball with World the Yankees. World Series preview mixed in there. Yeah, that Dodgers series will be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Bellinger. I love and, and that stadium, too. I've only been there once, and it was to see the Red Sox win a fucking World Series. So I can't say the same. Uh, all, it is weird, though, how you enter from the outfield and, like, you're like a you you go into the stadium like like um you go down into the stadium i think that's just very yeah i just like the design. just got that like old timey feel to it the blue and everything yeah i don't yeah. know I, I went once like oh wait i remember i think a rookie corona or, i don't know Someone pitched. A Japanese pitcher pitched. Someone that. pitched. Correct. I think it was Roki Kuroda. And I remember I was sitting in like uh sitting like pretty close to the Dodgers dugout and I got Joe Torre was the manager at the time. I got him to like sign a ball. I also got the same day. I got autographs from Andre Ethier and Clayton Kershaw on the same ball. I'm not totally sure where that ball is. You should probably find it. I feel like that'll be worth something. Probably, yeah. Probably would have been better without Ethier on it. Yeah. I feel like, does Ethier bring down the value of that ball? thousand percent. Is that what, is that how it happens? Like it. Yeah. Like if you have a solo, if someone who's really good, it's worth way more than like, Anyway, you'd rather have, like, Derek Jeter than Derek Jeter and Enrique Wilson. No offense to Pedro Martinez's daddy. That's that's so that's so sad to be, like, one of those players. Yeah. Um, do you think if there was a sign ball between Mike Talkman alone or Mike Talkman and Giancarlo, Giancarlo brings the value down? thousand percent. hundred percent, yeah. I, I, have um, a, I have a confession to make. I had a Jeter, mm-hmm. Mariano, Ivan Nova sign ball, and I wiped the Ivan Nova sign signature off the ball wow did you actually you just saying that i did i looked up how to do it and i like i erased the autograph off the ball that's just poor von nova everyone knows i'm one of the biggest von nova people i've always said his 2011 stretch was some of it was chicano six chicano six or chicano five esque Fun fact, Ivanova is still pitching and, like, pitching, like, pretty well. I'm pretty sure he's, like, the best pitcher yeah. on the White Sox. <laughs> the guy just pitches. Um, all right, so back to this week. Thursday was a terrible loss. Kind of just like, whatever, blah. They tried the bullpen. It's, it, it was the worst bullpen game that's happened so far. Chad Green got, got one out. Gave up seven runs in the first. Lasagna wasn't good. Um just the, you know, they actually had a chance to really, like, get back into it with Glaber's line drive that was caught. Uh, by was it Ramirez? Whoever was playing third, um, that would have made it like seven four in the first. It would have been crazy, but whatever. Shitty loss. Gave up a hundred runs. Um, I was there. Um, so but I'm gonna blame my buddy Jason, um, who I went with. So I'm not gonna go with him anymore to games. Sorry, Jason. Um, <laughs> but uh, he was Poor clearly, guy. he was clearly the problem. He listens to this too, so he's gonna be devastated when he hears this. Uh, um, Is this tire breaking it to him? 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's just like it's not gonna happen anymore. I just, if you 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 go to a game for first, like I've been all year pretty much, and like they win. I really I don't know if I've seen a loss at home. Maybe like one loss at home this year, and I mean you go with somebody and they go nineteen runs. That's tough. <laughs> yeah, that's that's brutal. Um, the highlight easily of the night though was Mike Ford pitching, just absolutely electric. <laughs> He's coming out there throwing in the eighties in the eighth inning, and He's giving up a few bombs, like whatever. Did you? Did it bother you that he smiled? He was having a good time out there. No, because I mean, it's not like it was like five four. Like it's not like it's. I mean, at that point, the game is over. You know, it's a loss. He's a first baseman for God's sake. Like he's not expected to be a good pitcher. He's out there. Like he's taking bullets for the team. Yeah, you can let him smile. I I didn't have a problem with that. What did you think? Well, we'll finish on Ford. in the ninth inning, though, he kind of, like, starts throwing lobs, and they were getting people out. Like, the 84-mile-an-hour wasn't working, but throwing 58 was great. He's throwing EFIS pitches out there and breaking balls. And of course, he strikes out the guy to, to <laughs> in the ninth inning to send in the bottom of the ninth. It's just so funny. I, I mean, he legitimately just enjoyed himself out there. and like, whatever. Dude, when, you you're like, do. when you're 40 games over 500, you can have a laugh like that. Like, it's fine. I, I don't know. I feel like there were definitely some old-school Yankee fans out there who had a problem with it, like, oh, we got to be – you're out there to do your job and all this, whatever. Like, relax. Relax. Right. Fucking, like, yeah, 10 first. It's all right. Um, there was Boone, I think, the next day on Friday, um, he said that – oh, the thought of a mercy limit, mercy rule in baseball. Yeah, like, I don't that. Like, what if it's, like, a 10-run game in the ninth inning? I still – so I think he had said 10 after 7, right? Was that his proposal? I thought it was 8. Or- I thought it was eight. Whatever it is. Yeah. No. I mean, you just got to finish the game. No other sport has a mercy proposal. And I get it's different because, you know, you get people really out of position as opposed to just backups. But I don't know. To me, it's like – it seems like a slippery slope. I just think you – I don't know. He Finish the game. Figure it out. I mean, how often does it really become an issue? Right. And, like – there's going to be that one chance like where, like, you strings together some hits and something crazy happens. Yeah. I mean, just look at what the um, – I mean, it wasn't – it was earlier in the game, but the, the Yankees' crazy comeback in Fenway where they put up, like, 12 unanswered or 11 unanswered um, when it was, like, a 9 nothing baseball game. And, like, you know, I think Swisher had two home runs to share at a home yeah, run. Yeah, yeah. That was a crazy game. I mean, like, so, yeah, I don't know. You never, never quit, especially with, like, this team. I mean, obviously, like, 19-4 to 4 is tough, <laughs> but – yeah, I'm all for finishing it. That 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 doesn't need to be going away. I don't, I don't it's know. It's just not a big enough issue where you should really change the game that much. Right, 100%. Um, Friday, I thought, just felt from the, from the start. Well, first of all, this is exactly what we talked about with Tanaka. Um, you don't want him for June starts against the Royals or the White Sox, but a Friday night game coming off a blowout loss to a pretty much a red-hot Cleveland team over the last like month or so. You want Tanaka having that ball. Tanaka was great. Yep. Tanaka was really good. And really starts in a row now for him. Yeah. And if you take away his at-bats against Jose Ramirez, who's a fucking asshole and just kills us, um, he goes right to the top, by the way, of um, Yankee killers. Uh, but yeah. if you take I'm away his at-bats, uh, I think there was only one base runner. <laughs> so that's how good Tanaka, against Tanaka. I mean, that's how good he was. And I know the start before um, he – you know, he tried to throw the complete game, whatever. He got into the ninth inning. But that was more of control. 
I felt like this start on Friday was more his stuff was really good. His splitter was splitting. His slider was dancing. I thought he had a lot of good movement going on. And, you know, this is the product of him just trying to toy with that, that new group of the baseball where the seams are different. And it looks like he's really starting to figure that out because he's looked really good. His last two starts pretty much have been vintage knock, I thought. Yeah, I'd say keep trying. Like, the Yankees are in a position where – I mean, I know you wanted to win, obviously, Friday night after coming off a blowout loss, but they're in a position where it's like, you know, he can try some stuff. Like, we need him geared up for October starts. If tinkering with things means he's going to get lit up maybe in an August or September start down the stretch when the Yankees are nine games up, that's okay. I want him to tinker, keep tinkering. It seems like he's found something. Stick with it as long as it keeps working. And, yeah, like, I mean, the, the past two have been – Another one was a game against Toronto, but we said it was a big star for him because they've been so bad against it. Then Friday night against the playoff team like Cleveland coming off a big, loss, a big loss, two like a little bit bigger, more prestigious starts, and he came through both times. That's why I said I don't care if his ERA is 2.5 or 7.5 during the regular season. I'm going to trust him in October. Definitely. Um, he comes out for the seventh, gives up a homer to Puig, um, and a double to Ramirez. He's taken out of the game. It's a one-run game. It's 3-2. And these are the biggest outs, I thought, of, of the game. Canley comes in against Kipnis and Framil Reyes. Two, you know, Kipnis isn't the same hitter he, you know, that he's, we know him to be. He struggled this year. Framil Reyes is just a gigantic man at the plate. I'm terrified of him at all times. You get 28 homers over at San Diego. Um, and Canley was great. Canley throws 10 pitches to these guys, nine of which are change-ups. I think he threw like a 94 mile an hour changeup, if I'm not mistaken. 93 mile an hour changeup. I mean, that is ridiculous. That's that is just that's just insane. He threw he threw two of those, and um, and then his other non changeup was a 98 mile an hour fastball. Uh, he strikes out both guys. He's fired up. It was vintage Canley. It was a it was big 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 outs for him because that could have gone a little yeah. sideways there, and it, it was huge for him to get out of that. Yeah, he's he's. At, mm. I was going to say, at the t- I mean, he, all four of them have been really good lately. The big four have been the big four. Yeah. Yep. And um, Kingsley, just- I love how excited he gets on the mound. I'm going to, you know, just to take a second back and realize, like, how great he's been this year when you think about how bad last year was. Yep. It's really refreshing. Like, to think of how good he was in 2017, just lose them all last year. The fact that he's been able to come back and almost like he didn't miss a beat. It's like 2017 all over again. It's really a testament to him and – Everyone at AAA, just not Larry Rothschild. Yeah, it's crazy when uh, when you don't drink four Red Bulls a day and two coffees. Right. Uh, your life can change. You can feel better about yourself and throw better and throw faster and be healthy and just feeling good. It's amazing what, the, what, what a little diet can do. Uh, I'm sure you know a little bit about that with diets because what you lost, you had to lose some weight, right? Because you were getting fat. Well, still- I don't know if I had to lose weight. It's more, you know, I've been uh, – reallocating my weight from from fat to muscle and you know this weekend in florida a little tougher no gym here but you know mm-hmm. starting to pay di- dividends a little bit my bias i'm getting veins now it's pretty sick to have veins i got some veins now so yeah we'll see well i'm getting getting ripped oh I, i'm a big vein guy i don't work out but i got veins it's like doctors love me because they just throw needles they, they have no problem finding yeah. finding my veins it's it's a big positive um I thought the biggest out of Friday – we're breaking down Friday as if it was – it really felt like, you know, it was a packed house. You know, Indians obviously trying to take control of this series right away. And, you know, the Yankees, had, they were in a tight game. It, it, was a, it was a game where offense was far and few between. And actually, that is the first time I've ever used that phrase. So, was that correct? Far and few between, right? 
that is the phrase? I thought it was few and far between. Fuck. I think. I've never actually said it out loud, so that was I'm just I was just Pretty trying sure that out. Whatever. You get what I was trying to say. Um, but it, you know, any play really could have changed it all, like you know, one misstep, whatever, and that misstep kind of felt like it was coming the eighth inning where Didi comes in to charge a chopper barehanded to throw out Naquin at first, and Ford just pulls a Greg Bird and drops the ball. <laughs> I was like, God damn it, Mike. And he's so smooth at first, usually. He's a good he's defender a and he what? He's a pitcher. Cut on some slack. You don't ask pitchers to play first base. <laughs> He's a pitcher. Um, but it was a bad drop, and it felt like that was gonna we were going to pay for that immediately. Uh, they bring over Naquin a second on a bunt. Francona is, like, still old school and loves bunting. It's like he just doesn't give a yeah. fuck about analytics and any of that. He just loves to bunt his guys over. Um, but then Lindor comes up. This is with Britain pitching. And Lindor hits a fucking deep shot to right center. Judge does not have it. It's Gardner nothing. Gardner races over and catches it at the last second. Game would have been tied easily. Lindor might have ended up on third, depending where it bounced. And that could have really changed the whole game. And Gardner comes out of, day, comes out of nowhere, saves the day. And then uh, Britain gets out uh, with Allen there, uh, ground out of the short. And that really – that was huge. <laughs> that was that – would, that could have been a big headache with Ford and all that. And you could tell Ford definitely was like – he gave him the biggest hug in the clubhouse definitely ever, uh, Gardner, because he saved yeah. his ass big time. He owes um, him. I don't know how it works when, like, he's a rookie and Gardner is, like, the veteran yeah. of the team, but he owes him something. Like, yeah. he, I don't know how he's going to do it, but he owes him – I don't know. You, you got you got to thank him because otherwise we're probably trashing Mike Ford. Well, we probably wouldn't be, but the rest of Yankee fans are trashing Mike Ford a lot more tonight. Right, yeah. It, it was a sticky situation. Um, and then the ninth inning – Chapman comes on, and, and Chapman, up until this point, didn't give up a run in in, uh, in August, and he's looked better. But and obviously the 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 Jays test was that was a big test getting through those guys um, right. la- last week. But Vlad what he said the Vlad battle, right, 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 all that. But it wasn't necessarily smooth at all. You know, it was just like yeah, it was a lot. I think he threw almost thirty pitches there. Here, he walks Santana, and then he's got Puig, Ramirez, and Kipnis coming up. And he just fucking turns into a cyborg here. He gets uh, Puig to pop up immediately. Thank you on the first pitch. And then he just battles with Ramirez, goes right at Ramirez, 100 miles an hour, right down, that gets him a slider. And he gets Kipnis on a fucking 102-mile-an-hour tailing fastball. He looked so good. He's been, I think, that's now. It was all-star game-esque. Yeah, it really was. He's, um, that was the best he's looked, I think, all year in a game. And that Indians, that Indians ninth inning, I thought, and he's really regained his form. And I, I like it's, we have the best closer in baseball, I think. Again, I think he's the best closer in baseball. Yeah, I feel I trust, very comfortable. I, mean, I trust him when he comes. When he comes in the game, I trust him. I always kind of trust him, but I definitely trust him. Yeah, uh, he's, and that's big. I mean, we, we, there were there were little moments there in July where like, fuck, <laughs> like, do we have to make do we have to switch out Chapman here? What like if Dallin comes back and all that? Nope, we're okay. I, everything's everything's totally fine. Uh, we get to Saturday. Saturday went as well to the game. Uh, also, seeing some people out there. Uh, it's just crazy how many like Savage shirts are out there, and I love it when I saw Dad it at the it. airport on uh, Friday, like an old, a Dad, yeah, an old guy, like a forty year old wearing it. I love it because they definitely have no idea like who we are, but right. they just Which love this. I like people that just like almost don't even know Barstool, but just like the shirt. Yeah, a hundred percent, and like uh, yeah. They, I was at Billy's and I saw a dad right next to me and he was wearing this. I was wearing the same shirt as him. And uh, it was just, I just get a kick out of it. I like it so much. Um, 
So shout out to those people. Um, Paxton gets the start, gives up runs. Before you can even blink, there are runs scored in the first inning. It's It continues to be the best bet you can make in sports betting. Uh, run run Yes, runs in the first inning of the Paxton bet. Just never fails. It's failed literally one time in like nine nine games. It's crazy. I've made a lot of money doing this. Um, so he puts us in a hole, but they chip they chip on right back. Uh, LeMahieu was was clutch here in this game. Uh, he had some clutch home runs, some clutch hits. Uh, he gets us back back on the board to tie the game in the third. And then um, Didi launched a home run. Glaber hit another bomb. I mean, it is – Glaber being 22 years old just still every single time baffles me. It's just crazy. Great. And he's going to be 22 going to next season. He doesn't turn 23 till next – like into next season. It's crazy. I know we're, like, a little old and obviously, like, doing the Yanks podcast and stuff to have, like, favorite players. Like, growing up, you had favorite players. I think if I was, like, a kid – or, I mean, I guess I didn't say now. I think Glaber Torres might be, like, my favorite player. I just love watching him play baseball. He's so smooth in the infield. He's got power. He hits for average, hits to all fields. He's just so, like, cool. Like, Javi Baez has that swag. He doesn't really have that Javi Baez swag quite quite that much. But I just love watching Glaber Torres play baseball. I just love it. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And uh, yeah, you mentioned he's smooth in the field too, and he just looks like a major league baseball player, like a superstar. Yeah. He just looks like he's gonna. I mean, KSC with the worst take ever. He came up to me like two weeks ago. He goes, "Yeah, Glaber Torres is a bust." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Somebody like who just doesn't know baseball. I'm like, he is 22, and he's made the All Star team in both of the years. He's had a, he'd been a full time player. And he is just an absolute godchild. Like, wh- in what way? He goes, nah, he's not going to do it. I'm like, I mean, you, you. the more you keep saying it, the less it's good. Like, the more this is just going to get worse for you. Just just right. give up. And he said, he, that's, I think that's what Mets fans do now. They just pick out right. They're like, he said Aaron Judge is a bust uh, the other day. I mean, like, just focus on your own players, man. Be happy that, that P. Alonso was- had 40 home runs and just that's you know, all- don't worry about us. I would say that's also wrong, but at least Judge is, like, in a slump right now. Like, at least that take can be a little more, like, in vogue. I know he came out of it this weekend a little bit, but at least that take was, like, a little more in vogue. Like, Clay Torres has been on fire. Like, it's such a weird time to come out with that Clay Torres take. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Um, but in this game, the bullpen, again, really, really good. Ottavino, Canley, Britton, Chapman just, you know, lied to – Britton did give up that's a run. What? So that's how you draw it up. Yeah, 100%. Um, Britain get, they give up a run, but overall, I mean, when you when you use those four guys, you're going to win the game. Paxton did give up two in that fifth inning to, you know, make it a little annoying, um, but they ended up being fine in that game. And it's another good win. Uh, yeah, I, I actually thought Plesak was going to have a little trouble. Uh, he looked good to start, but uh, he also reminds me of Jake Arrieta when he's on the mound. He's very Jake Arrieta-esque. Um, wind up for whatever reason but obviously the big story of that game was Brett Gardner and I mean everybody getting thrown out uh Boone gets thrown out um Gardner gets thrown out CC thrown out and Josh Bard thrown out and I had a pretty I had a really really good angle for this whole ejection thing I was sitting like 14 rows back of the dugout and the moment like CC jumps the rail it's just so good um it you know it's obviously over strike calls I think the home plate umpire was one of those minor league bumps again yeah. So, you know, they have, it seems like anytime there's a minor league umpire, uh, or by minor league umpire, we mean like AAA guys who are just up here for like a, a date, game or two. And um, every time there's one of those guys, the Yankees 
always bitch and moan and scream at them. It's just you have to feel so much pressure if you're a minor league umpire and you're you're calling a Yankee game because you're gonna get your ear chewed off. And um, they ended up Phil Cousins, I think, at first, and he ejects Gardner for banging his bat in the dugout. That's just not something you eject someone for. Like, I've never yeah. seen like, like someone throws a helmet in the dugout. They don't get ejected. Like, what are we doing here? I felt like it was gonna happen eventually, though. Like, I feel like. It's been clear – like, I don't think he should have been thrown out, but I feel like it's been clear enough or he's been doing enough where it's, you know, it's obviously meant to voice or whatever, just show displeasure with the umpires. So I'm not shocked at that. I still think it's ridiculous, but I think it only was a matter of time until some umpire who thinks they're bigger than the sport of baseball, like a Phil Cuzzy, basically came over and was like, you know what, I'm not going to stand for this disrespect to umpires anymore. Like, this is unacceptable. I'm Phil Cuzzy. We're, we're the umpires in Major League Baseball. I got – I'm going to – I'm going to – throw him out and send him a lesson. Like, I wasn't surprised at all. I felt like that was probably going to come. Do you get the vibe that umpires are take are targeting us and taking against us? Like, because I think we, it's, because of the savage yeah, I think and all that? Street. I was going to say, like, I think the Yankees – I think the Yankees get a lot of bad calls, but I also think that we've proven to be more vocal and more savage with stuff where, yeah, like, the umpires are probably looking at it as a challenge and the Yankees are geared up every game. It's kind of a problem because I don't want the Yankees to be getting unfair calls, like especially yeah. in the playoffs. But I do like sort of having that bad boy us against the umpires mentality. But yeah, but it's probably not the best idea because like Aaron Judge is getting these calls against him that are absolutely ridiculous. I mean, a ball at his ankle is basically a strike now. And it's like, I you mean, don't he to off your professor in college, right? Yeah, it's just. I don't know. Um, but it was a good ejection nonetheless. Um, and then I did love Guardy on Sunday when he goes out to do his roll call. He does the bat. And now it's the, it seems like it's the new thing when they get on base too. They do the bat. At least Judge did it today. Uh, where they, you know, they pretend to bounce the bat on the dugout. Um, and then they do the four fingers. So whatever. Whatever works. Everyone keeps telling us to make a shirt. Maybe we'll have to make a shirt. I don't know. Um, I do want to talk to you guys, speaking of shirts and suits and all that, Indochino. Indochino is the world's most exciting made-to-measure menswear company. They make suits and shirts to your exact measurements for an unparalleled fit and comfort. Are you looking to get married? They've got tons of options for those looking at the outfit, their wedding party. Guys love the wide selection of high-quality fabrics and colors to choose from, not to mention the option to personalize the details, including your lapel, your lining, pockets, buttons, and writing your own monogram. So here's how it works, folks. You visit a stylist at their showroom. they got over 40 in North America. And they have them take your measurements right there personally for you. Or if you're lazy like us, you measure yourself at home. You can shop online at Indochino.com, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. You choose your fabrics inside and out. Choose your design customizations. Submit your measurements, your choices. And uh, you just sit back and relax while your suit gets professionally tailored and mailed to you in a couple weeks. So for, your li- for, uh, for my listeners out there, get any premium Indochino suit for just $369 at Indochino.com when you enter the promo code SHORT at checkout. That's 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure uh, premium suit, plus shipping free. We're too good at baseball, so they said, fuck it. You don't need to pay for pay for shipping. You're all set. Indochino.com, promo code SHORT, any premium suit for just $369 and free shipping. It's an incredible deal for a premium made-to-measure suit. Once you go custom, you don't go back. Yeah, so the ejection, all of it, so good. Um, I love when they, they go to Maven and shout out to job boy for the, for breaking down the video. Um, and <laughs> they go to Maven anytime he's mad at umpires, 
He just he just mouths these motherfuckers terrible. And it's so funny every time he does it. It's almost like he's in like a a 90s 80s uh like movie with Samuel Jackson. It's just it's so like it's I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's so built for like an old movie. Like partners. They'd be like two partners yeah. who they get shit done, but they're kind of they got a bad attitude about it. Maybe they're cops, but like they're kind of dirty cops, but they have good hearts or something. And they curse a lot. That's basically like Cameron Image just being a buddy cop move with Samuel L. Jackson. That was sort of my takeaway. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be like when him and Samuel Jackson disagree on something. He goes, "Motherfucker's terrible," something like yeah. that. I don't know. Yeah. It's just the way he does it. It's very very funny. His his eyes. I love Cameron Image. Um, I did want to talk. Oh, so I did. Uh, in, we took a, a mini break just now, but uh, Judge said, like, they're going to keep doing the Gardner ba- banging the dugout thing as, like, a thing moving on. Like, that's going to be part of, like, getting on base. So that'll be interesting. But I think there was a moment today where an umpire was asking about it, and he was like, no, 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 it's not against you. It's just in, in, in solidarity with Gardner and all that. But, like, it is kind of against the umpires. Yeah, yeah like, Gardner does it to be against the umpire. So yeah. you're in sol- solidarity with Gardner against the umpires. Yeah. Um, two things from the game, from, from my experience from being at the game. There was a guy behind me. He was like a Barstool guy. He was live betting every single inning for a run to be scored. And it hit every inning. And then the one, there's one inning. It's the seventh or eighth inning where there wasn't a run. He, and he was like, fuck it. You know what? I'm not feeling a run here. The guy literally bet a perfect game. I've never seen anything like it. He won a thousand. Wow. He won like nine hundred dollars. It was crazy. It was so impressive, and we were like, weren't following. We were just like listening to it, and eventually, like, we were all like talking towards the end of the game. And we were like, "Are you really perfect for the game?" And he showed us like his betting history, and he he just didn't lose a bet. It was crazy. I've never seen anything like this. Tip of the cap to that guy. Um, what else? Oh, uh, when we went to Billy's after the game, so they gave away a Mariano Rivera plaque because um, it was his Hall of Fame and. Um, celebration they like had him throw out the first pitch to his son he gave a little speech uh, they even had jeter did like a prepare of course jeter didn't show up to this thing but they had jeter like do a little video and all that but they give you this little plaque and uh we're at we only have, we, i only i never remember these things like to bring them to bring them home whatever my buddy uh andrew had his and we're at billy's and one of the tables upstairs by like where the rooftop is and I get there a little later. I don't know what the – I must have been in the bathroom or something. But my buddy Andrew is talking to this guy from, like, Panama. He's like, oh, this guy's from Panama. I'm like, oh, who are you with? Where's your family? Whatever. He goes, oh, no, I just came by myself. I had to see Mariano, which is, like, the most dedicated thing ever. The guy just came by himself from fucking Panama yeah. to New York just to see, like, a 10-minute um, ceremony of Mariano Rivera. Like, that's awesome. And that he is- a plaque. So my buddy Andrew gave him the plaque, and it, like, made his day, made his, like, life. Um, but I just, like, the dedication of that guy. like. That guy deserves so much more than what he was given. That guy might be the number one Mariano Rivera fan in the world. Yeah, he might be. He might. He might have actually just been related to him, and he just wasn't telling us. But yeah, true. Um, but I don't know. That, that was just awesome. I had to had to share those two little things. Um, good news before Sunday, Severino his next step. So he threw twenty five pitches in the bullpen, uh, which all went well. And then he he um was promoted up to the actual mound on the field, and he threw fifteen pitches to live hitters. And they all look good. The videos of them look pretty good. I mean, fastball's coming out of his hand. Great slider was sliding, you know, as, as you would hope it would. Um, it, one, of, one of the swings and misses were disgusting. I think it almost hit a batter um, while he swung. It was so good. Um, and it was so good that, like, Mike Harkey, um, the uh, bullpen coach, you could see his reaction in the background. He, like, kind of jumps. He goes, oh, my God. <laughs> he's like, he's back. He's back. 
He's back. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. That's that's great to see that his next step is to he's going down to Tampa, where I think he's gonna do another one of these sim games, probably more pitches. And then I think after that it's rehab starts, which is awesome. Very good news. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees are going to need starting pitching help, and we see it basically. They're still somehow winning. The Pittsburgh winning, even though the starting pitching really hasn't been, like, that much better. I mean, Herman's been great, obviously. Tanaka's had a couple good starts. Paxton's still kind of a wild card. CeCe's yeah. been bad. Hap is, you know, terrible. flip of yeah. a coin. Yeah, so they're still winning. But, I mean, to get Severino back is going to be – it's going to be huge. Even if he's not – he doesn't have to be 100%. He doesn't have to be first half – Severino in 2018, but being able to have him, if, even if just four innings in a playoff game, is going to be like four innings is what they're going to ask. I think it might be two to three. Yeah, I think, I think that's what he's come back for is two to three. You know, throw like 50 pitches, 50 to 60 pitches. I think that's because he, he said that in order to get back up to 75 pitches, which I think is going to be their cap with him, um, he said he needs like three appearances in the minors. Now I think the Yankees are going to take a little longer than that. Um, I, I think he's up here. If all goes well, he's up here by mid-September, which is great. Yeah. And then he'll, he'll be able to get two to three, you know, appearances in, in real time, uh, face some actual major league pitch, major league hitting, and then you have him for, the, for whatever you can in, in October, which is great. It's better than nothing. Um, you and know, we know we that, have Herman now in October, too. Did we, uh, I think we've had a show since Cashman came out and said that, right? Oh, right, yeah. So inning limits won't exist in October. Right, which is great. I love that. That's kind of like the anti what the Nationals did with Strasburg years ago, where right. you know they were real. It was probably one of the better teams they've had, um, and they really fucked that up by just they shut him down, and they really needed him in the playoffs. And um, you know they they said no, but that's the way to go. I mean, fuck, you're here, man. Go for, go all for it. You know, they're really yeah. They, they might skip a start or two in September. You know, like that's that might be the plan um, or limit innings and whatnot. But in October, man, yeah, all all hands on deck. Yeah, I mean, the Nationals sort of had that thought of, oh, we'll get back here. You know, we'll get back here eventually, and we'll have Strasburg healthy for that. And he sort of saw how that worked out. So, again, I think skipping starts down the stretch is the move, but I want healthy Herman out there throwing five, six innings starting playoff games. Yeah, for sure. Um, what what else? Oh, Voight, also good news. Um, I mean, he's just – it's avoiding surgery. I mean, it's just it's a miracle. <laughs> and uh, he's going to Scranton on Monday where he'll be doing baseball activities, you know, uh, hitting in the cage and all that, running around. Because they didn't want him traveling out west. That was just – they didn't need that. Um, and then it looks like Thursday or Friday he's going to be in rehab games. And, you know, I think they said when they come back from the west coast, he could rejoin the team, which is great. <laughs> it's fantastic news. Um, we're still waiting. We're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Something bad is going to have to happen with someone. Someone's going to die. It's going to be yeah. bad. It's going to be a very bad death. We just got to deal with it. We just got to know what's coming. Maybe it's one of us. <laughs> we're the one. That. that would stink. Maybe Avery. Yeah, I can get rid of Avery. Um, what? Uh, oh, the so as they board the plane to uh, the West Coast, they all put on this shirt. Um, and it's, it's a fucking, it's a Savages shirt. So it's got the Yankee logo with the Savages and it's a button down. And then the pinstripes are say Savages and it's just, it's a fire shirt. And apparently the company, I got to see what the company is, but, um, they, uh, I have it here. Um, it's a one-off. They don't, they're not making it for like everybody, which is crazy. I don't, 
I don't understand how that how like I feel like you'd sell a million if they actually sold us in in the public. Um, fuck, where is the shirt? It is the Roosevelts. I think it's. I just wanted to make sure I got the company right. The Roosevelts, I believe, is the company. Um, and yeah, I don't know why they they uh they just made it for the team. Why didn't they just make? I feel like put that on sale. You make a you can sell a million of those. They're sell a select few for like a super high amount of money. Yeah, that too. That too for sure. Um, but I did want to break down this. The picture itself is great. So first off, DJ LeMahieu is just not in the picture. He's just he's sitting behind Judge. You looked at the picture, right, Tommy? You seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So so DJ's just. I think he's studying film for Tuesday. I think he's just – he has no – I almost don't even think he has headphones in. He's a, I, he seems like a, a guy that doesn't even listen to music. He just stares into, like, I, darkness. Well, no, he doesn't have them in. Yeah, unless they're, like, AirPods or whatever. But, I mean, he's just – I don't think he's going to find out this picture happened until he watches the World Series DVD. He has no idea what's going on. He's so he locked into hitting. The only team bonding activity DJ LeMay who does is play baseball with us. Like, he doesn't go to dinner with them. He doesn't take part in these stupid pictures. They don't go to clubs. He just – it's like, I'll see you guys out in the field, and that's it. It's like, I'll see you tomorrow. Probably sits alone on the bus, on the on the plane. He's just like, yeah, guys, we'll, we'll be buddy-buddy in the dugout on the field. Otherwise, like, I'm just going to think about playing baseball. He probably, like, doesn't have anyone's phone number. He, he just, yeah. like – he just probably doesn't even have a phone. Him. He's like, we can't bring our phones onto the field. What do I need your phone numbers for? <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to text you during the game. What the right. fuck else would I need? I'm just going to go against the he, just go, he goes home. He watches film. He sleeps. He probably has, a, like, an app on his phone where he can watch film during his dreams. And then he wakes up. He just goes to the ballpark. hits baseballs. And repeats the whole day. He probably eats a little bit in between. You know, maybe, like, a, you know, a healthy snack maybe. here and there. But, I mean, the guy is just locked in the hitting. Doesn't give a fuck about pictures. He's not here for it. Doesn't care for it whatsoever. Uh, moving on in the picture. I mean, Adam Adovino looks like he's an air marshal. I mean, he looks like he's he's not on the team. He's just he's wearing this plain gray hat. He he's not smiling, and it just it just stands out. And he just looks like he has, he has anything to do with his team. He's just he's just an air marshal in case like a terrorist yeah. on board. He's going to take that guy down. Definitely not a cop, too. Like the Definitely way he's not dressed. Definitely nope. not a cop. Don't nope. even suggest that he's a cop because he's not. My low-key favorite part of this picture, Tommy Canley is sitting down, and he has his hands crossed over him. And they're whole, and he's just like, he's like three more seconds, and then they'll take the picture, and I can just run around again and start screaming and wake people up who are, who are sleeping, and I can just have yeah. a lot of it's fun. It's like getting rambunctious kids to do like a Christmas card photo. Basically. <laughs> it's exactly like, what it is. They probably took a hundred photos. And like, this was <laughs> the only one where Tommy Canley was like sitting down calm and smiling. Every other picture. He's like staring like behind. He's like right. looking behind. He's, sh- he's shouting DJ. DJ, we're taking a picture, buddy. Hey, DJ, DJ. Hey, DJ. Hey, DJ. The whole time. <laughs> it's just, I, I, I want to know what happened five seconds after they took this picture. Cause you probably just. Everyone. What'd you I say? Imagine the PR oh, wrestling everybody. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could just imagine the PR team like snapping their fingers and like holding lights, like shining lights behind to get his attention. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Look at the camera, Tommy. Look at the camera, Tommy. Um, what else we got here? John Carlo, just the classic guy who is part of a group project and has just not done one thing, but he's mm-hmm. like there for the grade. It's just the perfect John Carlo picture. He's just there. Um, Austin Romine just looks cool as shit here. 
He looks like the guy. I don't know if they had this. Um, he looks like your sister's douchebag boyfriend. Yeah, that. Or I was gonna say the guy who told you to do Vima in college or in, in high school. He's like, um, you know, the uh, the pyramid scheme where he's like, you know, yeah, you could yeah. be your own boss whenever you drop out of college. He had a, he had a magnesis card for sure. That's like, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, hundred um, percent. He's just trying to fit in with everybody, and like everyone's doing Vima. So he's like, oh fuck it, I'll try and be cool. I'll do Vima too. Um, Jay Happ doing this two arm thing, trying to act cool. I don't know. Like, I get it. Like you're tall and you're lanky, so you can you can stretch out that way. Um, Cece looks absolutely obliterated, obliteratedly stoned. Like just has no idea what's going on, staring yeah. into the distance. <laughs> just it's got nothing going on there. Um, Gio Rochelle just so happy, smiling ear to ear. Him and Glaber are the AirPods boys, I guess. They just don't take the AirPods out for pictures. It's a weird move, I feel like. What? I said weird flex, but okay. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, Maven's rocking sunglasses. He's cool. And he's got the – he doesn't have AirPods. He has the other ones, the Beats ones. That's what, Those are the ones I have. Talkman. I think Talkman looks just, like a little kid who, like – the sunglasses look a little big. Like, he looks like a little kid who's, like, trying to style out. Like, got, got some big sunglasses on. Maybe his dad's sunglasses or something. Like, yep. they're a little big. We're just sitting there cheesing. Tyler Wade next to him has just no idea why he's on this flight, but he's on the flight. He's like, oh, yeah. cool. I'm really going to the West Coast. It's like kind of like Talkman. On this picture, take advantage of it. Yeah, and it's like uh, it's like when Talkman told us, like, he didn't know if he made the team or not. He just got on the right. train to the to – the, you know, the same thing. He's like, you sure I didn't get sent down? I'm going to the West Coast. Like, you know, it's a long flight back here in case you just send me down tomorrow or whatever. But he's like, okay, I'm going to be on the flight. Um, what uh, Talkman just kind of just – he's thinking to himself, like, Okay, am I really not dreaming right now? Like, is this season real? Because I'm sitting next to Aaron Judge, and, like, I don't think it's by mistake. He just wanted to sit next to me and pick my brain and see how to hit the baseball more. Just interesting there. Uh, There's, like, a weird pyramid going on with Glaber, uh, Sessa, and Chapman. It's, like, a perfect, like, triangle, the way their, their, like, bodies shape up. I don't know. I'm just noticing that. Johnny Lasagna, I don't don't think he's ever taken a picture before. (laughs) Just Yeah. He's just staring. He's, like, he's very confused this contraption called a – call the camera um that's about it i mean it's the most we can milk out of that picture but i, I don't know i just love it I, I really just like how lamay had no idea what was going on um one quick thing before we go to dms uh we didn't talk about it but aaron judge is kind of getting out of the slump which is really nice um he's got multi-hit games on he got the day off on saturday uh but multi-games on friday and sunday hitting the ball hard again looked like he changed i think it has a product of two things Thursday was rock bottom. He had four strikeouts. He was 0 for 5. He couldn't have looked worse at the plate. Blowout loss. Everyone's miserable. Um, and it looked like he changed the position of his hands a little bit. They're a little further back now. He looks a little different, but he's hitting the ball. Pulled the ball on Sunday. Pulled it in the ninth inning, like a, a rocket that I thought actually was going out. Would have been his first pulled home run of the year. But over the last two games, he's looked a little different, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, we, we've been getting on a lot of ink fans. We've been getting on them like, get it together. Luckily, the Yankees have been able to go 15, like during this 15 and four stretch, 19 games, 17 days, Judge really didn't do much. And they were still able to go 15 and four. I mean, we keep talking about it. The thought though of how good they can be when he unlocks whatever's going on with him and gets better. We just need one. I want one really good judge tear before the playoffs start. Like give me a September, like maybe the homestand after the West coast trip. Give me something where he has like seven home runs in eight days or something. And I'll be like, okay, Judge is back. I know we keep saying we're waiting for that, and maybe it just won't happen this year. Maybe he's not going to be healthy enough. But 
even if it's just going to be getting a couple hits here and there, at least it is a sign in the right direction. Like I said, pulling the ball, I think, is probably the biggest sign of all that, okay, the home runs might be coming. Yeah, for sure. Um, it'd also be nice if the umps would just call a normal zone for him instead of just making it the most unfair thing in the world. That's no one it. wants robot umpires more than Aaron Judge. He's going to be so happy when they do that because I think his average is going to go up 50 points when they go to robot umpires. If he's still around. Yeah. Um, what else? Fuck, I had something else to say about Judge, and it's comp- – Oh, I think – remember when I predicted Voight would go nuts in the, West, the first West Coast trip? Remember I said, like, this is his time? Yeah. I'm saying that about Judge now. I think, I think he goes nuts in this West Coast trip. And I don't See, even I know don't, what – I just always I picture his hot streaks at home. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like his, during his rookie year where he went crazy, um, he had a big West Coast trip. Didn't he like – during his um, his rookie year, when he had all those home runs, I feel like he had a huge West Coast trip, like on the road. He was like he dominated. Yeah, we had that Seattle home run, that huge Seattle home right, run. Right, but, but within that, there was also I think he had an Oakland home run that was big. I don't know. I got I just got a weird feeling. I think judges found something a little right. bit. You're right. Go two for two. Yeah, wouldn't be wouldn't be a bad thing. Um, we'll do DMs. By the way, whenever like people go to games now, like they just DM me, be like, I'm going to La Bell's. I'm trusting your word. And then about a half hour later, I get a DM back from them and be like, that was the best decision I've ever made in my life. Uh, yeah. LaBelle's amazing. And that's no bullshit. Like, people are literally obsessed with it. And also, using the side entrance thing, people said that's amazing, too, because the line does get long. And, you know, our little cheat code, our life hack can help you out that way. So what is LaBelle's? Well, if you've been living under a goddamn rock, here's what it is. They are a fixture in Yankee Stadium since it was built in 2009. They're back again this year and rated number one in the official Yankee Stadium Dining Guide with their famous USDA Prime Steak Sandwich, as well as their new classic meatloaf burger. Someone told me they had the meatloaf burger at the game. It says fantastic. Um, they've got the USDA Prime Burger, Hickory, Hickory Molasses Glazed Grilled Chicken Sandwich, and Epic Steak and Potato Fries. You can find them in the stadium at Section 133, where you'll also see the butchers cutting the meat in the butcher shop for use in the stadium. The LaBelle's are America's number one family of master butchers. They're kind of just America's number one family just in general, not just master butchers. Um, the fourth, fifth, and sixth generation of the family currently work at their corner butcher shop on Madison Avenue at 82nd Street in Manhattan. They sell only the finest quality meats carefully selected from the top 2% of USDA prime-grade beef and dry-aged perfection in their patented dry-aging coolers. You can also buy them online, and they ship nationwide. Everything is shipped fresh, not frozen by FedEx. Uh, not frozen. And they're shipped by FedEx overnight service. And it's the same amazing meat that you're going to find right in the stadium when you're eating it and it's melting in your mouth and it's just amazing. That flavor comes from over 175 years of family expertise in the meat industry. And you, listening right now, you can enjoy this right in your home. So special offer for Yankee fans out there, short porch fans. Place an order online for $100. You get $25 off. When you get the promo code Steak Sandwich, S T E A K S A N D W I C H, when you visit lowbells.com slash Yankees, L O B E L S dot C O M slash Y A N K E E S, Lowbells, $25 off a $100 order. Uh, Avery DMs. What's up, guys? Uh, at Ryan McSpadon asks, What would you rather do? Pitch like Mariano, hit like Jeter, or Homer like A Rod? Probably pitch like Mariano because it, it's so unique. I mean, A-Rod, I think hitting like Jeter's last. I mean, home runs must be awesome, hitting almost 700 home runs. But Mariano was just so good at what he did. And getting to come out to enter Sandman every so time, 
you run out is just so cool. And just be the best closer ever. Like, you win a World Series, you're the one on the mound. Everyone's, like, you know, pounding, jumping on. I don't know, having that just reputation where it's, like, game over, I'm going to take that. I don't know, man. Hitting, like, an A-Rod home run in the playoffs, there must be no better feeling than that. That, too. Like the, like I mean, the, both – honestly, I'm going to say this. Call us, like, a hot take. Both would be cool. All right, so marry, fuck, kill. Those those three things. I think you kill Jeter because it's like – he is a great hitter and all that, and, you know, clutch hits. But, like, you know, I mean, Mike Trout's a better hitter. Than Do you see Trout has already acquired yeah, the same career, career war. war that Jeter did in 11 less years? I mean, that's insane. I mean, just Trout's just – I mean, he's the best player ever, maybe. There really needs to be, like – he needs to be taken off the MVP award. Like, give it to somebody else. That's yeah, bullshit. do it like LeBron in the NBA. Yeah, just make it like – name it the Mike Trout Award. So, like, you honor him in some way. Just yeah. change the MVP name to the Mike Trout Award. That way it's pretty much known. Like, yeah, he would have won it every year, but we got to make this fun. And then just give it to, like, DJ LeMahieu. It's dumb. Um, I think I would marry A-Rod hitting homers, fuck Re- Rivera, and then kill Jeter. I'd probably switch Rivera and A-Rod and agree. Okay. So you disagree. Well, I'd agree with killing the Jeter. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I think that's obvious. All right, what else we got? At Max H. Stein asked, how many Yankees could you beat in a 40-yard dash and which ones? Okay. Not many. Oh, um, I think I'd, I'd beat a lot. Maybe CC. I don't know if there's maybe anyone else. CC? If you don't beat CC in a fucking race, kill yourself. True, he literally doesn't run. What are you talking uh, about? He would give up. Um, I think Gary would be close with me. I think Gary Sneaky League has, like – These are pro baseball players. Right, that's what I'm saying. I know, like, he appears slow, but he's also, like, a pro athlete, and he actually isn't as slow as people think he is. Um, I think I can edge Voight. No way. You don't think so? When I ran the 40, I ran back-to-back sub-540. I was, like, 494 both times. Clock I don't know. I just think – I mean, I think even, like, the slowest guys are faster than we think. Geo's slow. Glaber would yeah. beat me. Yeah. DJ's athletic. He would beat me. Talkman would beat me. Gardner would smoke me. Judge would beat me. Maybe I think I could beat me. Edwin. Oh, maybe Edwin. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. Hicks uh, would beat me for sure. DD, I think, would beat me. Clint, obviously, would beat me. Maven would destroy me. Romine, I think I can take. Ford for I, sure. Ford two's probably yeah. Ford maybe could be. Beat. Ford I could beat running backwards, one hundred percent. Morales, we're not even counting. I'm just running down the forty men list. Dyra Estrada would beat me. He's fast. Not with his pulled hamstring though. Tyler Wade would destroy me. Andahar would be close. I think Andahar got me. Bird, a hundred percent. I could beat Bird, like with like no legs. I think I could beat Greg Bird. I think he'd bring his all just to beat you because he probably hates you so much. No, he's slow as molasses. Uh, Carlo would beat me. Brevik Valera would smoke me. Pitchers. And we really just don't know how fast these guys are. I feel like I have to be faster than James Paxton. I don't know. He's got those long limbs. Tanaka would beat me. He's athletic. Green would beat me. I have no idea if Hale's fast or slow. No idea. Nestor is probably lightning quick. No way we're beating Nestor. I feel like Nestor is quick. Uh, hmm. 
Chapman, I think he's athletic enough. He would yes, Tommy definitely. Tommy would long Stanley would destroy me. Um He'd do a Red Bull before and just yeah, run through just, a wall. Yeah, he would keep he would run past the forty. He would do like a like a one twenty. He would just keep going. He'd go through a wall. Yeah. Um and out of you know, nah, he's slow. He doesn't care. He's he'd just like mm, be like, no, what is this? Um so by my math, I'd beat like half of them in a forty. I'm also really cool. Yeah, I'd say you beat me like two. What are you doing? What are you looking at? I'm watching. I bet on this preseason game. Um, okay, what else we got? Uh, one more we got from at CutlerFitz underscore. Can Tommy and Hubs do a clutch tree instead of a trust tree? So rank which hitters they would trust most to get a big hit or walk off in the playoffs. All right, I like that. I mean, DJ's one. DJ's like one. One through ten, it's just DJ. <laughs> He's like, I'll put DD two. I feel like DD's had some big hits in the playoffs. Especially. I want to say Glaber, but he was so bad in the postseason last year. Right. So I was gonna. I I was thinking Glaber, but I'm gonna. I was gonna put Glaber three. I might go Geo like three. I'm still keeping Glaber three, but oh yeah, Geo is. Geo's so. Good. You know what? Geo three. Yeah. Glaber four. Wait, who is your two? DD. Yeah, Didi's yeah, Didi's clutch. Um, Giancarlo's like last. Giancarlo's not even on the list. Um, Judge, Judge's up there. Yeah, I think Judge, Judge's up there for sure. Judge, well, I pull Judge five. Voight, I trust oh, Voight in a big spot. Yeah, Voight, Voight's right there. Voight's, Voight's like six. Um, cap it at nine. A lot of names here. <laughs> Something tells me Talkman would just do something crazy. Oh, yeah, Talkman. Garner, too. We forgot about Garner's so clutch. Right. Garner might ground out, but it'd be like 17 pitch at bat. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, Talkman, definitely. He's, he's – all right, so we actually got to make – we keep saying definitely, and, like, we're not actually making a list. So, LeMahieu for sure won. Yeah, DD2. So let, what, do I, what do you want to do? Top what? Six? Top ten. Well, that's, I mean, okay. Is it too much? Do top nine. We'll do a lineup. Okay, top nine. All right. I'm going to go DJ, DD, Geo, Judge, four, Glaber, five, Boyd, six, Talkman, seven, Gardner, eight, Gary, nine. Okay, DJ, one. I want to, yeah, I'm going to do it. Geo, uh, Geo two, DD three, uh, uh, judge four. I'm already messing this up. I feel like, mm, Glaber five, Voight six, Gardner seven. Mm, what am I missing? Gary is left. Talkman. Talkman. So I'll go Talkman. Hicks. Yeah, Maven I kind of want to put up there too. Um, no, it's Talkman 8, Gary 9. Yeah, that's my that's my 1 through 9. And Gary, I mean, he had, he, Gary's had – like he had that big hit against Houston. That, But Gary, I mean, I just could see him chasing him, breaking ball, low and away, and I'll be like, why the hell did I pick him? Yeah. I will say, though, he's gotten – he's been really good since he came off the IL. Like, yeah. completely different guy, scolding the baseball, all that. Um, okay, so that's that. 
Um, I do. We do want to add real quick one little thing. Um, so I think a good amount of our listeners are like either, um, you know, in in high school or you know just starting college and all that. There's a, there's a handful of you guys out there. So it's August nineteenth, and uh, I think most people are starting college this week or the next week. So move in today, probably today Sunday. Yeah. So um, we both went to college. Typically, kept us. Um, so did Avery. Um, he's still Avery in is college. still in college. Yeah. Still in college. So he might want to listen to this, I guess. But uh, what would be your like advice to freshmen that are going in there terrified? Listen to the short porch, obviously number one to calm your thoughts and all that. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just say like it's it's you know it's it's cool. Like it's like people like kind of psych themselves out for college. I go, it's gonna be this, it's gonna be that. Like it's fun. Like have a good time. Like go to class. Like study. Get you'll get a good friend group. If you don't get a you might not get a friend a set friend group like your first day, your first week, your first month, but you'll find people to hang out with. And yeah, I don't know. I I was like going in like I don't know. I know a lot of people like super excited or super nervous for college. I was kind of just like, eh, college is gonna happen and. Like, it'll be fun, and it was. I know it sounds kind of, like, basic, but just, like, it's a thing that everyone, a lot of people do, and it's fun, and, I don't know, don't psych yourself out, I guess. Yeah, I wanted to transfer after my first semester, so um, if you have those thoughts, stick with it, because you have a good, really good time, and you'll find some friends. Um, don't get pressured into doing a frat. You could absolutely have a blast not doing a frat. Um, yeah, I didn't have frats at Fordham. So that's not to say don't do a frat, but some people make it out that like you have to do a frat, and people think everyone at Barstool was in a frat. I feel like most people weren't in a frat. At Barstool. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I did not do a frat, and I ended up meeting like twenty of my buddies the second semester. Well, partially first semester, mainly second semester of freshman year in my dorm, and we stuck together, and we ended up getting the same big dorm uh, sophomore year uh watson if you're in syracuse you listen to this and then junior and senior we had two houses on the same street and like we still party with like sorority girls and shit and like we had a great great time Sick. so like you thanks um but uh like you don't have to do a frat don't don't feel pressure to do that um also if your grades suck you can always just kill your roommate uh automatic 4.0 gpa if you can <laughs> my roommate used to always talk about that we'd be like you oh, know yeah. we could just kill each other I always thought that shit. Apparently, it's, it is a movie. I I, I tweeted it out. So it was like, oh, they made this movie in like '90s, but like a modernized a modernized movie with like funny people like now. But like, I don't know. I just picture like a Zac Efron, Jonah Hill, Channing Tatum, whatever. You you're, you pick your guys, but like, there's a four some there's there's a three best friends, and then there's like a fourth guy, and they just plot to kill this other guy, and or yeah, they that like, would be good. Or they fake his disappearance, and like they pay him or something like that, but that's the way they graduate college. And then it ends up like, like they all die or they all go to jail or something. But I don't know. I always thought that should have been like a Judd Apatow movie. Um, Oh, don't, it might, you, when you're picking out your schedule and you see like a cool class, but it starts at 8 AM. You're like, Oh yeah, I'll be able to do that. No problem. It's a cool class. No, 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 don't do that. Don't, don't take that class or just figure it out and take it later. But avoid any like class before like 10 AM. It will just, you'll feel so much better that you don't have to wake up at 8 a.m. and shower and get and get everything ready to go by 7.30 and then walk to class. It's the worst thing in the world. Ruin, it'll ruin, like, your semester. By, so, like, if, if you can, try to give yourself a day off. Like, I know Fordham, the classes were set up usually Monday, Thursday, Tuesday, Friday. So you could get, like, Wednesdays off. So if you can get one day a week where you just have no classes, that's good because, one, you could go out the night before, and, two, like, you use that day to catch up on sleep, 
do ho- homework if you have to. So if you could like get a full day off, I would definitely recommend that. Yeah, I th- I think there's a there's a an app or I don't know what it is now. Because obviously I'm five years removed from no no that's not correct. I'm three years removed from graduating college, but um it was a schedulizer I think where you can put in your classes like and you type in your school and you put in your classes and it like has the updated thing and you can you can mix it around of like when to take what and you can like say like oh no class on monday or friday and it can like make this is what you could take and it was like unbelievable i used it like pretty genius app it was unbelievable yeah i think now they charge it or whatever i'm sure they tried to profit off of it but back then it was just like in beta mode or whatever but by like my junior senior year like i didn't i had like one class on a friday and no classes on mondays i would just bulk up tuesday through thursday and just like bite the bullet and take those three days like on the chin but like Mondays and Fridays would be so relaxed for me. So try and find one of those apps. Those are great. Um, I don't have class Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So yeah. Oh, so yeah. Oh yeah. By the time you get to senior year, it's like we have class two days a week. That's right. 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 Um, Oh, and don't take a night class. You might think like, Oh, this will be cool. Like I did it a couple times because it was like once a week it met. It wasn't that bad pretty bad because <laughs> you want to well especially if it's early in the week that's fine but if it's a night class on thursday you might as well kill yourself oh like, no mine were all like mondays that's a disaster like by six o'clock on a thursday you want to be at like a happy hour spot like yeah. on campus and just god damn i'm like reminiscing about it it's so much fun like senior year you just did nothing <laughs> it's just, yeah senior year is the best so if you're on a senior if you're avery anyone else out there like just enjoy senior year because yeah god, don't, oh don't get a girlfriend at college terrible idea couldn't be yeah. a worse idea I wasted two years of my of like sophomore and junior year just having a girlfriend and missed out on just being single. At there's college. so much time. There's so much time commitment in college, like classes, going out with your friends. Maybe you have a job. Maybe you have an internship. Like you can't add having to worry about a girlfriend and oh, all that. It, looking back, like the amount of time I missed hanging out with my boys and just like having a great night, like with them, like that you won't like. As college moves further and further away, you don't see those guys like as much. Like I, right. like I see the guys who are in New York City, but like the other guys who don't live there, California and other parts of New York, I don't see them. So like you just and like the odds are your girlfriend in college not gonna end up with her. It's just the statistics don't back it up. Statistically speaking, yep. Something's gonna happen. You're not from the same area. But if you do, What's... you'll probably get divorced. Right. Yeah. Speaking. Right. So just don't get a girlfriend. It's a complete waste of time. Um, Join the Viceroy program. If you want your segue into Barstool, that's it. TJ and I, that's how, that's how we're here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that works too. Yeah, people always ask me how to get a job there. I want to, you know, join the team with all that. You know, Viceroy is a good good spot. Gets, like gets you on our radar. That's the biggest segue by far. If you want a job at Barstool, join the Viceroy program. Yep, for sure. Okay. All right. Well, that was, that was kind of fun and sad. Now I'm going to probably cycle. Yeah, I'm not just thinking that too, thinking about college. Yeah. Um. Oh, I guess go abroad, but I didn't. But like, I, it, no, seemed like it seemed like I, I didn't do it. I, I don't have any interest in going to Europe ever. I just don't care about them. Not, but people have yeah. a great time doing it. Maybe if, if you have a girlfriend, you're going abroad, break up with her because that's just not going to work. Right. That's just I'd, say, I'd say don't worry about getting like an internship or whatever till like your junior year. Enjoy the first two years. You're going to have a, a lot of classes and stuff. Like, I didn't get it. I mean, mine ended up being Barstool junior year. Uh, like, that was the first internship I got. Don't even worry about an internship. I mean, I had a fucking cold-calling sales, sales job out of college and then worked out. I mean, obviously, don't be as lazy as me in college where 
I got I was so afraid of being in recitations um, where they would call on you randomly that I would just stop showing up. Well, I had so much anxiety from that because I would never do the reading. Oh, yeah, you don't have to really do the reading either. Like you can figure it out. And also, you don't could buy do it. the bare minimum work. Yeah. Well, this is bad, Tim. You could like pretty much figure out, like, do all the work for like a couple weeks in a class, and then you can kind of figure out the bare minimum you can do to still maintain like at least a three hour or something, and like you'll do it. Also, there were so many classes where it's like I would think I'm gonna do so bad in this, I'm gonna do so bad in this, and then it ended up being like, oh, like I still got like at least a B. Oh yeah, it is so hard to really fail a college class. You have to really want right. to fail a college class. I mean, I kind of like towed the line with that. Like, I got a few C's or whatever because like I just wouldn't go sometimes. But um, you have to really toe the line. Yeah, and, you had to go uh, like out of your way. Yeah, for sure. Um, I had one more, but I forgot. No, that's it. If 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 I can graduate college, you can too. That's basically what it comes down to. Um, but that's our show. Hopefully, if you were an incoming freshman, you know have. Hopefully, listen to the show. Hopefully, it calm your nerves and you have a you have a solid week. Syllabus week is a joke. Oh, also, oh, that's what. Don't buy every textbook. Just wait until they make you do it. Like, say, well, you got to get this textbook because sometimes you just don't need all the textbooks, and they cost a lot of money. And as a freshman, you're probably broke. Yeah, like borderline There's homeless. PDF broke. versions too. Yeah, and you can go on like, um, you can sometimes download them online, like off of like, I don't even know what right. what, what the. I don't know where you go. I don't want to cut this off, but our timer is about to run out. I don't want to have to start a new recording. Okay, that's a good call. Okay, all right, we'll see you back here on Thursday. Later. This is John Sterling. You've been listening to Short Porch. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.